This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome. It's uh, yet another FPC NFL Sunday on a Thursday. That's right. It is week nine in the NFL, and we are getting ready. We, meaning Braden and I, are getting ready to preview the Colts and the Jets uh, set to kick off here tonight in Indianapolis. Uh, the Jets sitting at 2-5, and five coming off a fairly big and surprising win. Well, anytime they win, it's fairly surprising. So, uh, And the Colts, of course, <laughs> at 3-5 and five with perhaps new opportunity uh ahead of them in the division so uh before we get into all that though uh there are a couple other nfl storylines that we want to touch on uh first and foremost it's the developing and really just a terrible story involving henry ruggs the former now former uh las vegas raiders wide receiver um obviously we learned uh just the other day that he was involved in a pretty in a deadly car crash in Las Vegas 
And the more details that we learn, Braden, uh, it just does it. It just makes the whole situation worse and worse. Um, he was driving at a, in an ex- incredibly high speed, 156 miles an hour, just moments before the accident, um, and his blood alcohol level was twice the legal limit. So uh, there's a lot of things that go into this, uh, the least of which is what's going to happen on the football field for the Raiders, because of course now he is now a former uh, Oak, or Las Vegas Raider, and uh, probably and likely will not be playing in the NFL, perhaps ever again. And um, that's 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 probably what he deserves, in my opinion. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's crazy how quickly things can change. I guess on on one simple decision, and and I guess uh, not thinking, you know, for other people uh, in that situation. And and it was one thing to just see um, not just the speed, obviously, that he was traveling at, but everything else, like you said, the. Um, I think the blood alcohol level was tw- twice the le- legal limit and also had a, uh, a legal weapon in the vehicle. So it's just one of those things that just uh, keeps piling on. And, and it's one of those things that just um, creates more issues for more than one people uh, or one person, excuse me. So uh, just not thinking ahead and, and kind of uh, leading to more and more uh, issues afterward. It's uh, it's really sad. It's really unfortunate. Yeah, and, and sad, and, and of course, I mean, the biggest thing here is that someone lost their life over that, and this is, you know, these are the issues that you have when you, you make the decision, and it is a decision to to drive after being as intoxicated as he apparently was. So, um, unfortunately, it's a story that we're going to keep uh, keep keep watching and seeing it develop as it as it goes about but um just definitely a a a sad situation in in so many different meanings of the word um next though unfortunately uh obviously we all know that you cover the the chiefs if people can't read it's right up there on the uh screen if you're watching um and this sunday was supposed to be you know just like it was before supposed to be the meeting of patrick mahomes and aaron Rodgers. well just like it happened in 2019 it will actually not come to fruition as Aaron Rodgers is out for at least the next 10 days because guess what he tested positive for COVID and as it turns out despite some of his implications and and, and inferences he is not vaccinated and this is actually causing a bit of a stir because of his actions leading into this and his actions um, while you know you know, walking around pretending like he was vac- vaccinated or, or lying to the media, whatever, whatever it is, it's not a great situation for Green Bay. At the very least, um, he will miss this Sunday, of course, uh, maybe the following week. Who knows? It depends on, on how his testing goes. But beyond that, beyond that, Braden, there's a legitimate reason and cause to suspend Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I talked about it a little bit this morning on FPC Radio Live with uh, John Sapichetti. And, you know, he's one of the biggest Aaron Rodgers guys that I know and certainly one of the biggest supporters of Aaron Rodgers uh, out there in general. And he agrees and, and would certainly support a suspension because based on every action that was apparently taken by him, um, it, it kind of really spits in the face of the so, quote-unquote integrity of the shield. And, of course, the uh, the risk uh, that he, he put on folks that assumed he was vaccinated. So uh, do you agree that if a suspension is handed down, well, first of all, do you think a suspension should be given? Um, and 
Well, I guess, yeah, that's the question, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so, just because I think just from, you know, non-football perspective, I think everyone's just wanting this uh, this pandemic either, you know, obviously end as quickly as possible. And I think just from that standpoint, uh, you know, kind of what he chose to to kind of put out there, I think that obviously put, like you said, many people in, in a difficult position. And then I think from an NFL and and football standpoint, it kind of just uh, it, it, it's it's a really weird situation when you put his holdout into uh, into the equation as well. Um, just kind of from the Packers perspective, I think this is something that really could drive a, a big wedge between him and the team. And uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how kind of the, the teammates react around him and, of course, the front office and, and that kind of uh, feud there, if it gets even even uh, stickier than it already is. So. That's kind of um, I, I I definitely think the suspension is probably going to be uh, I guess very likely is how I would put it just because of all the things that they have listed that uh, unvaccinated players uh, if you violate the rules in the facility it's a pretty lengthy list and pretty hefty so I I would not be surprised to see a suspension. Yeah, and and then of course I mean the fact that a lot of this these actions are on video and on camera so th- there's really no gray area in a lot of this so it, it, right and, and kind of what you kind of uh got you know mentioned a little bit there is how how are his teammates going to react how um whether it's you know directly related to this or something that um john brought up this morning what happens if the next time that aaron Rodgers decides that he's going to lecture a teammate about a play or whatever is that is that teammate all of a sudden is they are they going to look at him just a little bit differently and and you know it doesn't seem like much but especially in an NFL locker room and, and especially when it involves the quarterback it can mean a whole hell of a lot and uh, certainly you add in the extra you know factor of you know I believe that you know this was going to be his last season in Green Bay regardless I think right. he's you know I think the organization expects that so you have that also kind of hovering over the whole situation. This isn't a guy that's 29 years old with a lengthy contract. This is a guy who, by all accounts, seems like he's on his way out from Green Bay. So it just it just further complicates and muddies the whole situation. So, And again, much, much like the previous thing we talked about, this is something that's going to be in the headlines for quite some time because this isn't just going to be you know, right. over in a couple of days. So we're going to have to see what happens, you know, what uh, sort of... <clears throat> complicity the the Packers organization may or may not have had and what kind of discipline he ultimately is going to get which I again I I'm with you I I think based on just the actions and based on the uh, reasoning for various suspensions in the past I I think it's a no-brainer that the NFL does hand down something whether it's two games or what I don't I don't really know Um, but uh, in the same sense I do believe that he would deserve it because you know it's it's hard to defend uh some of these actions so anyways last big headline heading into uh this week uh after of course um or before we get to thursday night football tonight uh derrick henry the league's leading rusher still currently the league's leading rusher at 940 some odd yards um is out for the season uh now the titans went ahead and, and signed adrian peterson and he will likely be elevated to the the, the regular team and, and kind of take over that role but we're not talking about just any other running back we're talking about a guy who actually would have a legitimate case to be in the mvp conversation i still think it would be a long shot but 
I also think it's the only running back you can actually make a realistic case uh, to be the MVP. Um, how big of a loss is this for the Titans? Because I, I think we, I think we all, or I, I maybe I shouldn't speak for you, but I, I think we both think that Ryan Tannehill is a little underappreciated in this league. Um, I don't think he's you know a guy that's going to carry a team uh, on his back to a Super Bowl, but I think he's a lot better than average which i i think a lot of people assume he is um this defense isn't what it was the last couple seasons uh it's it it has its moments but for the most part it's it's pretty much you know middle of the pack how big of a loss is derrick henry for the titans and you know is this a, a division altering loss perhaps I think so. I think when you talk about Derrick Henry, I mean, just how many ways he can kind of affect the defense, not just with him, but you talk about how much Tannehill wins with play action and, and kind of setting that up. And and I think just opening up the offense more and more and, uh, you know, him probably allowing the Titans to see heavier boxes uh, from defenses. That's something that's probably going to change significantly. So I think there's going to be a lot of difference here uh, on how defenses are going to are going to play Tennessee? Are we going to see them maybe pressure Tannehill a little more, uh, force him to use his legs a little more often? So I think that is a a uh, definitely a division altering loss. I guess that if there is a positive for Tennessee, sounds like he could be back uh, by the end of the regular season. But like you said, with this defense, I think the the margin for error becomes uh, much more slim now uh, without Derrick Henry. So I do think Adrian Peterson, honestly, stylistically, is a pretty good fit for the for their offense, but. Um, he, he is still a 36 year old guy that hasn't played at all this season. So, um, I don't know how much to really expect from him stepping into that role right away. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's, that's a good point. I mean, when it comes to the ability to replace Derrick Henry, at least you have a guy that you don't really have to change the play calls for. I mean, he's going to do a lot of the same type of runs that, that Derrick Henry. Now the effectiveness again, isn't going to be the same, you know, perhaps if this was Adrian Peterson of 2009, that's a little bit different, but guess what? It's 2021. And you know, you don't get to go back in time unless your name is Tom Brady. So, um, so (laughs) fortunately for the Titans, that is the case for them that they're able to, uh, uh, you know, offset that loss with a guy who, you know, given a little bit of time should be able to replicate, but like to your point, their margin of error just isn't there. And this is a nice transition into the team that they did beat last week, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, who, you know, they have their moments. Like I'll be honest, you know, look for the most part, Carson Wentz has played better than he has the last couple of years. He isn't as some Mm -hmm. people have been a little bit quick to, to jump to. He isn't the, opposite of what he was before he's still prone as we saw obviously last week um he's still prone for that boneheaded just scratch your head what are you thinking type plays which i don't think are necessarily necessarily going away however at three and five the titans i believe are what four and four and four or is it uh four and i i i should have actually looked this up before um, i'm very unprepared right now but. titans are I think Titans are six and two right now. Yeah, six. And, okay, so uh, look, it, plus, let's see, Jets and Cardinals. I think are their only two losses. Which again, you think about the Jets, whatever. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> we'll talk about the Jets here in just a second. But uh, so look, it, it, it's not going to be. <coughs> excuse me, it's not going to be an easy path back uh, to potentially competing for the division title. However, however, yeah. uh, if it 
happens that, you know, Derrick Henry is as big of a loss as we both think he is. And as I think most people are portraying him as, um, again, we, I think, I don't think anyone in their right minds will sit there and say Derrick Henry isn't the best running back in the league pound for pound because of just, you know, you know where he's going and you still can't stop him. Um, and I think most people would agree that he is the most MVP worthy non quarterback. So by that logic, his absence from the Titans team should mean a, a huge loss. So, um, especially early on, maybe they, uh, they, they stumble out of the gate here without, um, without Henry, um, maybe you have, uh, maybe you're more prepared than I am. Maybe you have some of their next few games in front of you, uh, so I can remark on them, um, and have a better idea. I mean, if they're playing, well, I was going to say the jets, but if they're playing, uh, you know, Houston and some of these other bad teams, maybe, maybe they will win a couple games, but, um, you know, fortunately for the Colts, you know, these are the moments that you, you want to get in the middle of the season when you have a, you know, a, a three and five start, which we're going to get to here because now they have an opportunity um, to beat the Jets. And, you know, <laughs> we talk about the Titans and their only loss or one of their only two losses of the season that season actually came to the Jets and the Jets have at times looked like <laughs> they're they're one of the worst teams to, to ever step foot on a football field, but then they go out and surprisingly beat the Cincinnati Bengals last week. So look, I, I'm looking at this game and I'm saying the Colts at home, uh, the Colts are the, are the better team in my opinion. Uh, the, the Mike White story uh, is nice and it's fun. Um, I'm not going to count on him to continue to uh, look like he's, you know, one of the top five to seven passers in this league. Uh, I, I do like what Carson Wentz is doing, assuming he can, limit the mistakes i don't think he's gonna ever wipe them out so my initial impression of this game is well this looks like a pretty easy win for the colts to get them a little bit closer to 500 but (laughs) the carson wentz factor and the factor (laughs) the fact that somehow the jets just apparently win big games like this yeah and i think the big thing for the jets is right now they're they're kind of finding their their groove while uh some of their better players are getting healthier i think cj mosley mm-hmm. um had one of his bigger games in a while last week so um it's guys like that it's guys like jameson crowder being back in the lineup i think is making a big difference and uh yeah from the cold side of things i think carson Wentz. the biggest thing is we haven't seen him play hero ball uh as much of the season for the most part i think him being uh, back with Frank Reich is is kind of leading to a lot of that. But um, also when you have the running back of Jonathan Taylor with you, I think that makes things a lot easier. So um, there's a lot that I think in this game, the running backs are going to be a big factor on each side because we've seen Michael Carter now have a couple of big games. And even Ty Johnson for the Jets um, uh, has been a pretty good receiving back for them. So it's uh, it's going to be, I think, honestly, a, a run running back heavy game. And, and both quarterbacks could honestly – I think work similarly tonight with, with quick passes or, or working to the outside flats. Yeah. I mean, uh, Carson Wentz can certainly take advantage of this Jets defense. If you're looking up on the screen now, that's not a typo. It's not a mistake. The Jets are giving up 29.4 points per game, which uh, by any stretch of the imagination is a recipe for disaster. It's probably why they only have two wins, but then you also scratch your head and say, how the hell did they get two wins if they're giving up that many points a game? Now, you know, granted, you know that can be skewed by giving up 54 points to the Patriots, but look if you're if you're averaging through seven or eight weeks of the season nearly 30 points a game given up, you're not a good defense. And on the flip side, 
when you're averaging only 16 points a game on offense, you're not a great offense. Now, if you flip those, you know, if you were average, you know, one was offense, one was, it, you're, you're looking at a pretty elite team, but unfortunately that is not the case for the Jets. Um, the Colts are averaging nearly 10 points uh, a game more than the Jets right now in offense, uh, which isn't surprising. Um, as much as I, I give Carson Wentz slack, I, I obviously think he's a better quarterback, at least right now, than Zach Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson isn't even on the field right now because of injury. And what we know about Mike White, well, not much. I mean, again, you, you can go back to talking about, you know, previous performances in college or whatever. I, you know, NFL-wise, I don't know. What we saw, you know, do I think he's going to sustain? I, I don't think so. I mean, who <laughs> who can expect something, like that, expect something like that? However, maybe there's a twist of irony here, and maybe uh, there's a, a, little, a little bit of fate going in the Jets' favor in that uh, their franchise, quote-unquote, franchise quarterback, Zach Wilson, was knocked out of the season or out of the game by a Patriot, and the unknown Mike White comes into uh, the game to win. And, you know, you never know. You never know. We, we didn't, I don't think anyone expected Tom Brady 20 years ago. Um, do you get the same sort of impression with this, with this game, though? I mean, overall, like, it, it, everything just seems to favor Indianapolis in this. I, I just... As much as that that story was nice that the Bengals you know lost that game, maybe it was more about the Bengals than necessarily the Jets. Um, I just I, I don't know if the Jets can you know getting healthy yes, but I don't know if they can necessarily be any much be much better on defense because again it's it's been a pretty bad bad stretch of games here for the Jets here. Yeah, and and I kind of went back and and looked at that Bengals game a little bit real quick just. Uh watching the highlights i think it was a lot of just luck kind of going their way i mean i don't want to say they didn't work hard against the Bengals, but there were a lot of trick plays for them uh, there was a lot of plays where i mean the Bengals almost would have won if, if burrow doesn't have a tipped interception at the end and um even mike white had a couple of tipped interceptions against him so i think there was a lot of just it being kind of one of those days where just the bag of tricks worked more than anything um, whereas I think the Colts, I think even their losses, they've probably been the better team. They've just kind of beaten themselves and, and kind of made some, some fundamental errors that they hadn't made, um, you know, in, in just a couple weeks prior. So I think that's kind of how I, I feel going into this one is the Jets may still work hard, but I think if you don't have those bag of tricks and luck kind of going your way again this week, it, it can be definitely a, uh, a long night for them. The Jets, I'm looking at their games right now. They have not let up fewer than, uh, let's see, 20, well, 19. Well, they let up 19 in week one. They lost 19 to 14 to the Panthers. Uh, but aside mm-hmm. from that, they haven't let up fewer than 25 points in any of these games. So, yeah, this isn't a, a situation wow. where, yeah, it's, it's at least 25. <laughs> so this isn't a situation where their points per game is skewed by one bad game, this is pretty consistently giving up, you know, uh, essentially games that are almost impossible for, for teams to win. If you go through the records of, of some of the elite quarterbacks and their records, when, when their teams give up 21 plus points a game, there's only one guy that has a winning record. I think you can all figure out who it wow. is. I don't have to say his name. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. even the, even when you have the elite of the elite quarterbacks, um, it's it's near impossible to win games like this. So uh, the Jets' defense mm-hmm. is just you know as as inept as the offense is. Um, they they have had moments where they've they've put up some points. Obviously, thirty four points against the Bengals defense still put up thirty one. Um, 
you know, 20 <laughs> points against the Falcons, you know, it's, it's respectable. 24 points um, in a win over the Titans, so, you know, or 27 rather. So it, it, there is a, you know, there, there is uh, hope, I guess, for this offense, and I think a lot of it resides on the development of Zach Wilson. Obviously, he's not in there right now. Um, but to your point, the healthiness of this team is is, is going to help them, and hopefully – or, you know, if you're a Jet fan, produce more than 16.3 um, points a game. So I, I have, before we get into our picks, not that we haven't um, <laughs> kind of given away <laughs> our picks already, I, I did have a few uh, uh, props here that I want to bring up, but, you know, I, I seem to have um, misplaced <laughs> where they were. We had them um, kind of here, you know, usually with the uh, all the Thursday night football stuff. Um, wow, yeah. This is this is this is pretty tough. I had it all right here. Anyways, anyways, I'm gonna try to keep stalling until um, I find these. Uh, find what I'm looking for here. Uh, any other uh, impressions or, or thoughts coming into this game? Questions, concerns, um, storylines that you're paying attention to? Yeah, I guess with the Jets, it'll be interesting to see uh, maybe what wide receiver emerges, if any, besides Jamison Crowder. Corey Davis is doubtful again with the hip injury, so. Uh, I know Keelan Cole almost had a terrific catch last week and um, Denzel Mims is trying to uh, to capitalize on some of the opportunities he's been given. But um, right now, those guys are just not really showing up uh, enough right now with that offense. So um, if Jamison Crowder is kind of shut down tonight, it'll be interesting to see maybe what what guy Mike White kind of leans on if it isn't uh, a running back. Speaking of running backs, I got uh, this actually isn't entirely uh, directed towards this game, but <clears throat> certainly uh, this game is part of the big picture. Jonathan Taylor obviously was named one of the AFC offense or the AFC offensive player of the month. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, <laughs> I lost it again for a second. Uh, <laughs> Pro Bowl for Jonathan Taylor this year. Are you taking that? Yes or no? Yes. Uh, yes, yeah. I think so. I think there's a lot of a lot of people like voting wise. I think just kind of go with the more you know, stat driven or popular name. Um, so if Taylor's remains at the top of the list, I think it'll be probably a no brainer. All right, Michael Pittman. Uh, here's our next play pickup prop. I don't have the graphics for us. Uh, so you're just going to have to listen to me really tight. You know, make sure, make sure you're paying attention here. Uh, Pittman uh, versus the Jets over under eight and a half receptions tonight. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah, I think I got to go over. Um, He's just been really, really on fire, I think, right now from what I remember. So um, I think Wentz has really kind of found a good connection with him, so I got to go over. All right, Michael Carter, total yards over under 180 and a half. Mm, It's a tough one. Man, I'm going to go under, I think. I think the Colts have been, um, I believe, one of the better teams. I know Kyle's not here, but I think I saw fantasy-wise they're like second best against running backs. So um, applying that to, I think, the real game logic, I think that'll be uh, an under for Michael, uh, excuse me, Michael Carter tonight. All right, next, obviously, we talked about the matchup, the quarterback matchup, White versus Wentz. Who has more pass attempts? Who who, who do you think is uh, being trusted more or needed more to throw the ball in this game? Probably going to go with Mike White uh, just because you already have, I think, the running uh, mentality of, of the Colts. But I think, obviously, if they're if they're down big early, Mike White's probably going to be trusted again to uh, to lead another comeback. So I got to go with White. 
Yeah, that that kind of does seem like the uh, <laughs> the ripe choice there. <laughs> uh, just because, again, we we <clears throat> talked about Jonathan Taylor, and we know that the Colts can always uh, obviously lean on that. So, um, yeah, that was it. So, last but not least, who do you got to win this game, Braden? Because uh, I I think I think. By all of our discussion so far, I think we're both leaning in the right direction or in the same direction. Uh, whether or not that's right, we'll, we'll we'll figure that out. But who do you have winning this game? Yeah, I got the Colts. I think um, I think with the Jets, like I said, kind of a lot of luck went their way last week. Um, and I think being on a short week with that emotional high, it's going to be a lot to uh, to kind of come back from where the Colts, I think, are are always never too high on themselves, so to speak. So. Yeah, I got the Colts tonight. Um, I, I just think it'll be a uh, Jonathan Taylor big game coming, so I uh, can't wait to see how he does tonight. All right, assuming, and I have the Colts too. I have the Colts. We both agree on that. And I'm going to put you on the spot right here before we go. <laughs> assuming the Colts win this game and they, they move to 4-5, and five, and we already mentioned the Titans are at 6-2, and two. who wins the division? Who wins the AFC South? Do you believe that the Derrick Henry loss is enough to make that prediction? that the Colts can overcome this deficit. What say you, Braden? I'm going to, again, going to put you on the spot. You could either, you know, celebrate or be very wrong about this. Man, I, I do think it'll be close, but honestly, I think, I think the Colts will win the division. You look at the, uh, I did pull up the Titans next four games here. Uh, They have the Rams, obviously this Mm -hmm. week, Sunday night, then they host the saints in Houston uh, and then go to new England before their late bye week. So I honestly don't know if I see them beating anybody but Houston in this stretch. So I'm going to say the Colts find a way to do it and uh, find a way to get back into the playoffs with Carson Wentz. We're going to save that clip. I'm going to play it over and over again, especially <laughs> especially if the Colts get back into it. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, be sure to join, uh, well, first me tomorrow morning uh, uh, for FPC Radio Live as we talk about this game and continue to preview uh, Week 9. And, of course, join myself, Braden, Kyle, and Ricky Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for FPC NFL Sunday where we uh, recap this game a little bit and then, of course, preview the mm-hmm. rest of Sunday's action. So enjoy tonight. Have a great Thursday. Be safe, and we'll talk to you then. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.